2: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. We're also on Dash Radio every single night on the Nothing But Net channel at 7 p.m. Also check out Five Reasons YouTube. That's where you can find the post-up show before floor. Floor's yours and all of our dolphins. Canes and other programming. We've got almost 12,000 subscribers there. So subscribe today. Also five reasons, sports.com five out with the latest from Brady Hawk and everyone else, not behind a paywall. Everything is free there. And of course the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. I just actually worked with this guy today. His name is Mark Brown. He helped me close on my apartment, did a great job, got me a great deal This is who you want to work with but also the thing you may not know about mark is that he also does estate planning if you're a young single individual it's important to have a meeting with him to make sure that someone you trust is making decisions for you, if you're unconscious or incapacitated, if you're young with a family, you need to meet with Mark so they can you can set up plans for your kids if anything unfortunate happens. And even if you're older and don't have a family, you should have a say in where your estate goes. Mark Brown PA is a small firm which allows them to focus on clients and remain always available. Additionally, they work with a ton of real estate with their title company, as I can speak to today. So they're experts in handling land or property assets. Here's the phone number, 954-566-5678. He's right there just north of Cypress Creek on Andrews Avenue in sort of North Lauderdale. Again, it's Mark Brown. You can find him at markbrownpa.com. So whether you need a title company, um, you need an attorney, you need someone to set up your estate, 954-566-5678. And now tonight's episode.
0: One, two, three, four, five on the
1: floor.
3: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Silvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander with me. We both stayed up for this one. I'm not sure why. Uh, The Miami Heat scored 34 points in the first quarter against a terrific Phoenix Suns team. They were getting out on the break. They were getting into early offense. They were attacking. Here's a number for you. They scored over the final three quarters 52 points. They shot nine of 44 from three. Let that sink in. Nine of 44 from three. Here are some of the numbers, Greg. Kendrick Nunn, one of six. Goran Dragic, O of seven. Andre Iguodala, O of four. Bialica, O of two. Hero, O of three. Jimmy, oh. two of six. We'll talk about Jimmy more in a second. Trevor Ariza, two of five, which is fine. Duncan Robinson was four of ten. You take Duncan out of the equation, they were five of 34 from three. We're going to get to five problems tonight. To me, that was number one.
4: For sure. I mean, you look at the bench guys, they were 0 of 17 from three. They didn't get a three from a single bench guy. And it was disconcerting to see them build a lead. The starters seemed like they came to play. And the minute that the bench units both came in, they the Phoenix kind of turned it up and uh, the entire complexion of the game changed. And this this reoccurring theme of living and dying by the three, um, you know, growing up as like a heat fan in the 90s, living and dying by the three meant you were going to die by the three. Mm -hmm. And um, although this is a completely different game with a completely different cadence and, and things like that it feels so similar. And I just, um when you have two of your best players as non three point shooters, you can't have the rest of the roster, especially are your bench guys going to O of 17 and nine of 44. As you mentioned, it's just, it's an Achilles heel.
2: Well, it's just comical. And to me, that's number one. And, and look, There were certain segments that this game was still within reach in the third quarter, and actually they had some good moments defensively and just could not make a three. Uh, Robinson, again, who was okay otherwise, missed an easy one, or an easy one, open one. Hero missed an open one. And then the other one, which was pointed out uh, by both Crotty and Reed, which was that Kendrick Nunn took one from the corner when Jimmy literally was waving his arms (laughs) near the basket. Bam ignored him, passed it out to Nunn, and then Nunn ignored him, and they end up missing a three. And to me, that's just the story of the game. Uh, Number two, though, uh, we've got to hit on it again. I mean, there was one strong take tonight from Goran Dragic, but otherwise, again, three of 11 from the field in 28 minutes against his old team he typically plays well against. I know it's different personnel, but he had 12 points, but he was a minus 25 tonight in 28 minutes. And I hate to say it, because look, Hero wasn't much better, okay? but you felt it like the two of them just got destroyed tonight combined minus 46. They scored 22 points, but again, we're zero of 10 from three. I mean, this is supposed to be, I know Phoenix is deep, but this is supposed to be a strength of this team, Greg, like their backup backcourt should be destroying people. They've got a former all-star in there and another guy who scored 37 points in an Eastern conference finals game coming off the bench and they were brutal tonight.
4: I know it, it, it's, it's maddening. You know, it's like a part of it where when you've won six of eight and Phoenix is a good ass team, you don't want to overreact, but there's parts of this. Uh, and Goren is a big one. Um, you know, he was aggressive and he got to the free throw line. There was a couple controversial calls. I think he got a, a free one there um, where uh, they called a block when he maybe would should have been called for a charge, but Oh, of seven from three. Uh, the thing with Gore and what made him so dangerous in the run last year in the bubble was he was hitting threes and when that part of his game is going you know he can do things and be crafty around the basket even if the athleticism slips or he's not a hundred percent physically he's so crafty that he can do other things but when he becomes a non-factor from deep it really makes it hard for him to maneuver and you know like you you called out the plus minus numbers for all the bench guys Mm -hmm. that was really like a, a huge issue throughout this entire game but it was really led by that backcourt that's supposed to be like if you looked around the league i think he'd Fans would comfortably say that's got to be one of the best reserve backcourts in the league. And uh, Javon Carter and Cameron Payne and Torrey Craig kind of took them and ate their lunch tonight.
2: Yeah, no doubt. All right. Number three here, um, Bam Adebayo had some tremendous moments defensively on Devin Booker. Okay, He did things against Devin Booker that nobody else in the league can do from you know, his position. But with that said, again, Greg, again, I don't want to over nitpick him because he does so many good things and he was a plus two tonight. So when he was on the floor, they weren't getting beaten up, which is something else we're going to talk about, I think, for number four and how they handled that situation. They were a plus two in BAM's 33 minutes, but also he had only six shot attempts, um, four free throws, six field goal attempts. He did have 10 rebounds, five assists, three steals and a block. So there's other things he's doing
4: but I, I just the six shot attempts I, that just can't be happening anymore. It's it's inexcusable. Um, bam Adebayo does a, a hundred million great things on a basketball court, and we should never minimize all the things that he does. But when Olo when Depot is out, and he was um, for all intents and purposes going to be a key cog in the offense, Jimmy gets a sprained ankle. I thought like that was a moment where um, you should have seen an aggressive Bam going forward, and for t- six field goal attempts only four free throw attempts it's just a passive game I mean at the rate with which Bielitza was getting up shots in the five minutes he was out there had he played you know 10 minutes he probably would have eclipsed six field goal attempts so he may have missed them all but uh, I think it's just indicative of that um, this team is only going to go as far as the max guys take them and at some point there has to be a responsibility factor where Bam says, uh, you know, like this is more my team. And I, you know, like we've talked about it ad nauseum. So it's like part of it, I don't want to rehash, but six field goal attempts. It's just inexcusable.
2: All right. Number four here. Um, whatever problems there were with Bam on the floor, there were more problems with Bam off the floor tonight, minus 14 and nine minutes for precious minus eight and six minutes for Bielitza. Uh, Jimmy looked frustrated a couple of times passing the precious. We've talked about that Bielitza, I, I mean, like you said, he jacked up a couple of threes when he came in, but uh, again, didn't look like the answer. We didn't see Deadman tonight. I mean, the backup big situation is funny. I was talking to Ira about this on, on onside, and we're saying, well, they probably only need they they probably don't need to sign another big you know in a couple of weeks when they, when they when they can sign another player because you know they've got three guys with different skill sets precious more of an energy guy beale some more of a stretch playmaking guy and deadman's more of a rebounder but like the two guys tonight again bam leaves the floor and everything falls apart they were minus a minus 22 in the uh, what is it 15 minutes that bam was not on the
4: floor You just better hope Bam doesn't get hurt and that he is available for any uh, playoff games that this team potentially uh, encounters because we saw that, yeah, you can size down and you can beat certain teams. But when you think about facing an Embiid, or facing the Lakers, we saw what happened. They were outmanned, and there's no other big besides BAM on this roster that I think anybody trusts, so that's either going to be something they're just going to have to punt on and just hope that BAM is available and able to shoulder that burden throughout the entire playoff run and the end of this season, or, I mean, it just feels ridiculous to add another center to this roster. How many of them do you need? But, um, you know, you kind of have two right now that are non-functional.
2: All right, the fifth one tonight, and then we're going to bring you uh, something a little extra tonight. had a chance to talk to Michael McCulloch, Heat uh, Executive Vice President. We've spoken to him before, but wanted to get the update directly from him about why the Heat – have changed policy at the arena um some interesting stuff in there and and for fans who are planning to go out to the arena they definitely should listen to it cuz Michael goes into some depth on it so we'll do that in a second number 5 tonight though Jimmy Butler 18 points four rebounds eight assists two steals but the bigger the only concern i come out with him is you know he's he's rolls his ankles a lot <laughs> And and he did it again tonight. And, you know, we always used to joke about LeBron because he had these bionic ankles. You thought he was going to be out for like six months and he'd be literally back in six minutes. And Jimmy kind of was today. And I don't really even understand why he was put back out on the floor, although he did make a three. Spolser just said, you know, he thought it should have been a flagrant foul. And we'll see how he feels tomorrow. I- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't anticipate we'll see Jimmy Butler tomorrow in Denver uh, on the second night of a back-to-back, Greg.
4: Usually, um, in the moment, you can tie your shoes super tight and you can keep playing. I've, I have I've dealt with that in high school myself. But the next day, uh, waking up is awful. I have a feeling that he's going to experience something far worse than I ever did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he only checked back into the game because he was uh, on prize picks for 20 and a (laughs) half points and he He needed to get that over and he only got to 18. Um, So, but yeah, you're right if this team doesn't have Oladipo and Jimmy misses any extended period of time, which I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think he would have checked back in. Uh, It's a pain tolerance thing and he's a tough son of a B. Um, So I think he'll be back out there. I actually even think he may play tomorrow night. Um, But to your point, how effective he'll be uh, ankles are weird that way. And the higher that ankle sprain was, which the way he came down, it kind of looked like it could have been a little higher than, than the ones that don't, linger uh you know maybe they'll be cautious and hold them out because denver is obviously a city they don't win in often anyway
2: yeah no doubt um and like i said i, I would anticipate he doesn't play because i i've seen that before next day not great altitude uh he's got to get another flight tonight i i i, I would be honestly We don't have any specific information on this at this point. I would say 60 40 that you don't see him out there. All right, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk to Michael McCulloch next. Stick around for it because if you're planning on going to a Heat game the rest of the year, you need to know this stuff. Before we do, tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network Chase Signs and Graphics. Successful businesses and organizations require quality signs and graphics for a professional look and to entice customers. That's why people are turning. Chase signs and graphics. With more than 15 years of experience designing, building, and installing signs, Chase signs and graphics, an end-to-end solution for all your signage needs, providing everything from graphic design to production to installation. They offer a variety of custom products, including building signs, banners, vehicle graphics, lobby signs, indoor signs, monument signs, and more. Their friendly staff will schedule a site visit and have an estimate ready within 48 hours. So don't trust just anyone your signs and graphics. Call in the experts, 954- 257-1828, 954-257-1828 257-1828, 954-257-1828 or follow Signs Broward on Twitter. And now my interview with Michael McCulloch. Welcome back on Five on the Floor. Special guests here. I want to fill you in on what's going on at the arena. There have been some questions about this, particularly as we're dealing with COVID and vaccines and all that good stuff. We've had him on Five on the Floor before. He's Michael McCulloch. He has a whole bunch of titles. He's, of course, a Heat executive vice president, marketing, all kinds of different stuff that he does. I'm not even going to get into all of it. Um, but, Michael, let, let's get to it because there were some announcements today that came out. I know you guys um, had some kind of unique um, strategies uh, when all of this has been going on to get fans back into the arena, the COVID sniffing dogs, uh, the, the vaccinated areas. And then, basically, today it was said that that all of that is going to sort of go away at this point. And I just wanted to have you on to explain directly why.
3: Well, thanks for having me on, Ethan. Uh, and first, I, I should say that you, when you say all of that is going away, all of our COVID, you know, prevention measures are not going away. Mm-hmm. Um, what what we are changing um, and eliminating is the uh, the COVID sniffing dogs and the vaccinated fan section. And um, you know, a couple of, couple of things to keep in mind is, you know, we were always kind of out in front um, of, you know, a lot of the other teams in the industry with trying to make sure that we took extra measures to keep our fans safe and comfortable uh, when we did reopen the arena uh, when the season began. So, um, you know, that's why we were able to um, kind of be on the cutting edge with um, the, the COVID uh detection dogs. Uh, But while we were doing all those things, we never stopped kind of what the core protection measures are, which include the, you know, the mandatory masking, you know, the social distancing, no food and beverage being consumed, you know, in the seating bowl, um, you know, and disinfection and hand sanitizing stations located, you know, throughout the building. So all those measures still remain. Uh, We just feel like um, for, first, for the vaccinated fan section, um, you, know, operationally it was a challenge for us uh, because people, um, you know, some people were buying tickets in that section without really paying attention to the qualifications of sitting in that section. So we would have people show up with those tickets and who were not vaccinated. Or we would have people show up um, at the doors with those tickets who were supposed to have brought you know, their uh, proof of vaccination who did not bring their proof of vaccination. Mm-hmm. And normally, um, you know, if we had a building full of 20,000 people, finding seats to relocate people into really isn't that much of a challenge. However, when you're in the configuration that we're in now and you know, we only have a very set finite number of seats that we have available and all the other seats are zip tied together, it's not quite that easy operationally to relocate people who, for whatever reason, one reason or another, kind of didn't pay attention to what we were saying were the qualifications for purchasing tickets in uh, the vaccinated fan section. So operationally, it, it became a real challenge for us um, in those few games that, that we um, experimented with that section.
2: Now, now, one thing I noticed, Michael, uh, being, well, a lot of things I've noticed, um, in the games, I've probably pretty much been to half of the games since you opened up. And so I could see it go from no fans and basically just, you know, the fan machine next to me at the game, which is, you know, interesting, um, to some fans to, to, you know, and then fans out on the pavilion, um, you know, with some of the concessions and then some of the, the concessions opening up inside. And I've seen that happen. Um, so I, other than eliminating, obviously, those two measures that you took and but keeping many other measures, um, where is sort of the progression of things now in terms of continuing to increase the number of fans and kind of where this goes? You know, I, I think fans are, are wondering, you know, obviously expecting the Heat to make the playoffs, sort of what that might look like by then. What, what do you know and what at this stage don't you know?
3: Well, I, I would say that unfortunately, what we don't know is is more than what we do know, and and what we what we do know is kind of what you said. We, we're going to continue to have the implement the same safety measures um, and precautionary measures that we've been implementing, you know, masking, et cetera, et cetera, um, and our capacity isn't really going to change that much, you know, for these next uh, eight games. You know, we're we're finding places where we can pick up a seat here or there, but it's not going to be any sort of a significant increase for the rest of the regular season. And you know, as we get closer to the playoffs, again, we're we're really not sure what what the, if that will look much different than the configurations that we're in now. Um, so we continue to rely on both the, the the NBA and the local the government and the local government to really kind of follow their lead in um, what they're going to allow you know, venues like ours to do, um, but we're always putting ourselves in a position so that we're ready um, to act upon any sort of changes that might happen that, that could enable us to, you know, have increases in capacity. So, you know, we, 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 you know, you're our players always talking about, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And that's kind of the mode that we're in. We're, we're staying ready so that when the opportunity does present itself, we're ready uh, operationally to take advantage and make sure that we're able to get a few more fans into the building, but keep everyone safe and and comfortable.
2: Before we close here, Michael, are there any um, other sort of words of advice you would give to fans who are going to these games now? I mean, this is a very different experience, obviously than they've been accustomed to in, in a lot of different ways. In some ways, it's easier, there's less traffic, <laughs> It's less of a hassle to get out of the building. Um, I was actually sort of stunned that I actually had to get there almost, you know, uh, on time, you know, to, to actually get into the, the garage last time because, oh, my God, there are actually some people here. Um, what would you tell fans to be prepared for? You know, again, as, as we don't really uh, we don't really know. There are new strains out there. there. There was just an announcement today about a vaccine being suspended. Um, What would you tell Uh, fans? I would tell
3: fans that, you know, first of all, our our number one priority is to keep people safe, healthy, and comfortable when they come to the American Airlines Arena. And that has been our number one goal, and that will continue to be our number one goal. And I think, you know, you see it, Ethan, when you come to the games, and and people see it when they come to the games, you know, we're incredibly uh, vigilant about people keeping their masks on in the bowl. Uh, There is no eating or drinking in the bowl area where people are seated. And the, the majority of any eating or drinking that takes place is in an outdoor, you know, uh, the East Plaza. So while we've opened up a few spaces on the concourse, those are really kind of small in comparison to where the majority of eating and drinking goes on. So, you know, when we put these uh, additional regular season games on sale on Thursday, you know, we, we want everybody to know, like, we, first of all, we appreciate the fans coming out. We understand it's a different experience than what you're used to both from the safety protocols, but also just the experience of going to a game. Um, And we talk about it a lot. It's a different experience, but I think what we're finding is our fans are really starting to find their way. And even though our crowds are only 4,000, 4,200, you know, in that range, those fans make a difference. Um, And our players can tell the difference. You can feel the difference, particularly when um, Micah came by the other night in Portland where there were no fans, you know, it makes a big difference when you have 4000 or 4500 fans in the building and so what we're still trying to create is that is that home court advantage and as you mentioned we have the playoffs coming up and you know that that could actually make a big difference in in you know how teams prepare and how teams play so we want our fans to come out but to come out knowing that they will be safe comfortable healthy and that we're taking every precaution to keep them that way
2: all right, Michael. We appreciate it. Uh, we welcome you back on the pod as things change because I think fans appreciate the updates. I think they're tired of of just listening to us, as and and even uh, the great Eric Reed and John Crotty as a means of of staying in touch uh, with the game. They actually want to be out there a little bit more often. So um, please come on again and uh, appreciate obviously everything you guys are doing. You got it. Ethan. Thank, Thank you for having me on. I appreciate
3: it.
1: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours...